I love a happy ending to a story, and I just was not sure it would happen. Because this is a fight over a walrus named Smushy at Marineland, and it turned into this David versus Goliath fight, a 10-year fight where her ex-trainer now would refuse to give up on. So for background on this, back in uh, 2012, 2013, Phil Demers was sued by the water park, which was accusing him of storming into the park to attempt to steal a one-ton walrus. I mean, it's not exactly the kind of thing you throw in a backpack, right? So, I mean, it was a little outlandish to begin with. But it turned into a series of very, very expensive court battles and a very nasty nasty public feud that's lasted a decade. And here we are, just weeks before the case was going into a courtroom, and both sides have agreed to disagree and move on. One of the conditions, though, Phil will get a chance and got a chance to see the walrus that he raised and who once upon a time would follow him around everywhere he went. Phil Demers, former mammal trainer at Marineland, now whistleblower and successful. So glad to have you today. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Alex. Thanks for having me. We've had many conversations over the year, and it was just this never-ending pursuit, on, on for, certainly for you, of doing what you felt was right uh, in, in Smushy's case. And... What happened? I mean, how, how did this come to be that you settled? Uh, some weeks ago, Marineland issued a notice of discontinuance that they were dropping our lawsuit, leaving me with a couple mechanisms of law, be it to pursue my counterclaim, of which I was suing them for defamation and abuse of process, uh, and or I can have them face a costs motion, of which I could claim all of the uh, legal costs that uh, this abuse of process cost me over the past decade, which would have which was coming in at a very, very, very expensive uh, bill, uh, prospect of a big bill to them. So at the end of the day, I stuck to what it is that I'd always intended to be, and that was uh, to try to find a resolution to do something about those walruses. And, uh, you know, Marineland uh, came to the table ultimately when they saw that they were ultimately having to part with either a big pile of cash or a big mm-hmm. pile of walruses. And so just for the detail's sake of this, so in the resolution, is it that the walruses, and I'll get to your meeting with Smushy because that's really the best part of the story, but what happens now to Smushy? Smushy and her baby will be relocated mm-hmm. uh, as per Marine Lens and uh, our joint statement as soon as possible, but there is a, a reasonable and very soon deadline. Um, the fact that, I mean, the big win in this, you know, for me personally, yes, there was a level of how badly I wanted to see Smooshy and be reunited. But frankly, for me, the win is for Smooshy because for the first time ever, she will be going to a facility where she will be not be forced to perform under the blazing sun with a half empty bucket of fish. She will not be doing sit-ups for entertainment. And for the first time in her existence, she will be living with her baby. They have been separated since the moment she was, uh, rather he was born uh, a little over a year ago. And so as to continue the performances, so as to keep Smooshy performing in that hot blazing sun on that hot stage. And, uh, you know, I found that to be just one of the one of the one of the more egregious forms of abuse. And, and the fact that she will be relieved of that and her calf as well once they're reunited uh, in a few short months at a wonderful facility. Uh, that's the big win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, for years, you didn't even know if this animal was still alive. And, and I think for, for our listeners to understand this is a, a walrus who you met as a baby, as a pup, and she instantly, uh, you, you know, she book basically looked at you as her parent. You left this imprint on her, so you were she was very attached to you and would follow you everywhere. And she was the only one to survive out of this pack of seal or uh, um, walruses that had come to the park, I think, from Russia. 
And so you have spent the last 10 years basically trying to save her life. And I think, as to your point, the bigger fight, which is about animal treatment in, in facilities where they are, you know, closed in, um, you got to see her and you got to meet with her. What was that like? I was very powerful. It was, uh, it was very relieving, I have to say. And whereas I'd like to credit Marineland a little bit, I think ultimately I'm going to rely on crediting Smooshie's will to live. Uh, she looked good. She looked lively. Um, you know, and that, that went a long ways to easing my concerns as to whether or not she was even capable of being moved. Because as you mentioned, no walrus has, has survived Marineland. Uh, the, the prospect of, of Smooshie uh, uh, surviving Marineland, had I not spoken out, was probably next to nil. Uh, so for me, just to see her in the flesh, to see that she still recognized me, despite the fact that Marineland kept us largely separated, uh-huh. uh, it, you know, it, it, it really it felt really good. It felt, uh, it felt like at the end of the day, I, I could finally put a, a check mark next to a, a long-kept uh, promise. How close were you able to get? And did, did she remember you? Do they remember for life who they've um, put their imprint on? Well, they on? do They do in the case of the imprint on account of the fact that they're herd animals. So it's, uh, yeah. you know, they, they imprint with um, species of their own, of course, family members of their own, their mother, let's say specifically. Uh, she did recognize me, but frankly, as soon as she started to make her way over to me and start to actually try to climb towards <laughs> me, um, <laughs> put, put, put a stop to that. So she, we got within about 10 feet of each other. She didn't get a chance to actually smell me, which would have certainly caused for, uh, for a greater deal of excitement, but I'm still satisfied that I got to see her and know at the end of the day that she is in good enough condition that being moved is not a, a detriment to her, to her immediate health and that, you know, the future is really bright and, and, and I'll see her a lot more. That's amazing. I make sure you get video of that. Cause, uh, I, I mean, I think it'd be such an educational purpose and certainly, you know, it's always amazing when it comes to animals, whether it's a walrus or a cat or dog. They're very forgiving, and they don't feel sorry for themselves. They just fight each day, uh, you know, trying to live through it, and um, and they don't hold grudges. So I, I just think it'll be fascinating to see what the relationship is like uh, after the fact, after all this time. I mean, 10 years is a very long time. It's not enough that you speak out. And, yeah, the case itself was a big media headline. But at the end of the day, Phil... You were, uh, a David, uh, up against a Goliath. It's very difficult to get these cases uh, through. They can be very expensive. Lawyers are not cheap, so you can crowdfund until you're blue in the face. These things are exhausting, and yet you didn't give up. All I can say of it is, um, for perspective, what would you do if your child was being held in an awful, awful situation with the promise of that child dying there? Would you run out of gas in the tank? I at no point ever imagined that this resolution would ever come until I got my walruses. I've always been steadfast about that. And in the end, they realized it, knew it, and that's why they folded. And so in the end, I mean, in the bigger picture here, this is not just a fight between a marine park and, and, a, and a walrus um, and someone trying to save her. There has been an educational turn here, and I think it's actually raised the, the awareness. And so is there an evolution here for whether it's Marineland or any other, um, you know, water or theme park? Because it's not just this. We've seen these fights before where it's whether it's Bob Barker coming in and t- fighting with the Toronto Zoo. Um, you know, the bottom line is whether these things are outdated or moving in a new direction of education, where is the bigger picture on this? The bigger, the bigger picture is that the people have spoken and the will of the voting dollar, if you will, is, uh, is manifesting into large failures, uh, widespread of these facilities. As education grows, as people have a better understanding of what's become, we realize that uh, holding animals in captivity is not in their best interest. They're incapable of thriving. 
And in that exact capacity, people are now wanting to see bigger and better. And so for me, I believe and will do what I, what I can moving forward forever more, frankly, to advocate for animals to be released to sanctuary-like settings. And I do believe the future is returning animals to their natural home, uh, despite probably being, in a lot of cases, uh, remaining under human care. But the idea that uh, you'll be watching animals through rusty bars and somehow celebrating that is, is something that's gone, uh, is, is, is finished. Those days are done. Well, Phil, I have to think it's going to take a while to process this and certainly work through it. But uh, stay in touch, and we'll see where this journey takes you. But congratulations. Uh, you won. <laughs> Thanks, Alex, so much. We all won. Thank you. Yes. Phil Demers, a former whistleblower, a mammal trainer over at Marine, Marine Land, uh, with, I'd say, a resounding victory. And, and the real winner here is Smushy and her baby. And I know it, uh, kind of people kind of laugh at this stuff. But, it, it, you know, he stuck to his guns. He was going to make a point, and he did. And... Um, I think a lot of people have learned something in the process.